The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is your host, Chris Marwitz from Loving That Sports Talk. Uh, James will be on later on today, so hold on. Uh, we also have Mark Slauson, uh, another one of our hosts who will be coming on uh, shortly, and we'll be talking about a lot of football. Yes, there was a lot that went on this weekend. There was a lot of college bowl games that happened. You know, Some of the games weren't so hot to watch, um, but there were some that were actually pretty decent. Uh, we'll, so we'll be talking a little bit about college ball, kind of what's going on with the bowls, uh, the bowl games, what's going on in the future, you know, and then we'll be moving over to the NFL. So um, hopefully, you know, everyone keeps listening and we'll move forward. One thing we want everyone to understand is we'd love for people to call into the show, you know, call in with questions, call in with any comments, anything you're hearing us do. You know, just just call, and uh, we'd love to talk to you. We'd love to hear from you. So, Mark, I hear that you're there with us. Are you there? I'm here, Chris. Yeah, I had some uh, technical difficulties. <laughs> hey, it's all right. So I just got everything started. You know, I told them we're going to talk a little bit about college ball, then we're going to move on to NFL, and we're going to cool. have a great show. Awesome. Is, uh, is right. James going to be joining us today? If, 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 well, he's having the same same technical difficulties you were having, so if he can get through, he'll be doing it as, as well. But otherwise, it's you and me, and um, hopefully I, I made a call out to people asking people to call in with questions or comments that they might have. You know, maybe we'll get people who, listeners who like what, like what we're talking about or have a comment or a question, and, you know, so, hey, you never know what's going to happen today. So I'm going to let you take it away. Cool. Well, I was I kind of prepared some questions. You know, we we're going to do a little switcheroo. I know I'm normally kind of the guest on the show, um, and uh, so we're going to turn the tables a little bit. And so I have some questions prepared for you. And, oh boy! Okay. Uh, awesome. So, thinking about the bowl games now, do you think that there are too many bowl games? Are you happy Absolutely. with the number that they have? They, they, I absolutely think there's way too many. There's, you know, isn't there was like 32 or something like that? I mean, it's it's like like any sort of uh, company that wants to have their name on a bowl game, they pay enough money, and all of a sudden, boom, we have this name. You know, we can have the, you know, we, we can have the Mark Slauson Bowl if you want to pay enough money. Hey. <laughs> you know? Sounds awesome but, to me. Yeah, I I bet, but it, it's it's kind of ridiculous because, you know, some of the bowl games. It, it used to be to me the bowls used to be so, so, something that 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 was just 
you know, for, for the elite teams, the best teams to play in. And now they have, you know, they have like these, like the, the, these, these teams that are not quite that great playing in them. True. You know, yeah. so to me, it's kind of boring. Like this past weekend, they had six games. And of the yeah. uh, five games, I think it was five games, maybe six. Anyway, of them, only one of them I thought would be a decent game. And that was the BYU, right. the, the Vegas Bowl, BYU-Utah. Which started out being a snoozer, but then turned out to be a good game. (laughs) What do you think about that? Did you watch that game? Um, I watched the second half. I I, I didn't see the first half. I understand that there was like five turnovers by BYU in the first quarter, and that's how Utah scored all their points. It was, yeah, it was. It was one of the craziest games that I've ever seen. I mean, I I was on the treadmill. I didn't even have the sound on because my girls were listening to music in the background, and I was just watching it. Um, and, uh, yeah, the, the first five sessions that BYU had, they, they turned the ball over. Uh, they had two pick sixes, and then they had another guy ended up running, you know, getting tackled at the one-yard line. Um, so, yeah, they were up 35 nothing with, like, six minutes left in the first quarter. And uh, it was just, I mean, I was thinking, oh my God, is this going to are they going to try to score 100 points on BYU? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's, such a fierce rivalry between those two teams. I mean, they really, I mean, legitimately hate each other. And so I thought that, uh, you know, Utah was going to try to run it up as much as possible. Um, but then, yeah, then just everything just kind of shifted, and uh, Utah, uh, they just couldn't move the ball anymore. And uh, BYU started playing really tough defense, and and they started moving the ball and stopped turning it over, and, and it really turned into a ball game. Absolutely. Um, and then, yeah, it was like 35-28. Um, mm-hmm. And I think uh, BYU had a chance to, to tie it up. and um, But, uh, yeah, Utah ended up winning it. But that was it. That was all the scoring they had was just those first five possessions. And, um, yeah, they, they really couldn't move the ball after that. And, yeah, it was nuts, man. It was uh, it, it kind of lends to the, I think, the unpredictability of the, of the bowl season. Um is a topic I kind of wanted to, to discuss because there's just so many different variables for these teams going in and, you know, for, for, for BYU, you know, they're losing their head coach, you know, Bronco Mendenhall uh-huh. is going to, you know, take uh, take his talents to Virginia. Uh, right, we talked about that last coach. week. So you got a, a lame duck coach going on. And then... Um, yeah, there's just uh, that particular game. I mean, you have the, the built-in rivalry between those two teams, so you know that both of those teams are going to be coming in motivated. But, uh, you know, again, talking about how many bowl games there are, you're just it's so hard to measure the, uh, the, the attitudes and, and uh, the mindset of these teams going into these games. Um, and uh, uh, I mean, there's there's some five and seven teams playing this year, you know, and mm-hmm. which is crazy to me, you know, that there's teams with losing records playing in bowl games. But you know, you just wonder if are they, you know, were they just playing their season out and just wanting to kind of, you know, start their you know winter break, or are they, you know, are they excited to to just be in a bowl game? And then you've got the teams that are playing against these five and seven teams, and it's like, oh, we've got to play this, you know, crappy team. Like, 
you know, they're maybe you know, we're hoping for something better. Um, you know, like UCLA this year, I mean, they, they had a really good season and, you know, they were, they were ranked for a good part of the year and then they just kind of faded at the end. And now they're in a bowl against five and seven Nebraska. I mean, how excited mm-hmm. are they going to be for that game, you know? Yeah, that's how you saw with a lot of these games. I was just kind of yawn on, on part of them. I mean, for instance, I, I, the, the reason why they do bowl games is, first of all, to bring money, <clears throat> money to the school as well as um, to, to so the notoriety that, that the, the, the schools get seen, you know, by, by the, a national audience. You know, but right. then also the cities that the, it's being held in, you know, it brings money to them. But the issue sure. with the Vegas Bowl, for instance, you know, they weren't going to, Vegas wasn't going to make any money because Utah and BYU fans, they can drive there during the day and drive back. They don't really have to stay the night. You That's know? true. Um, and, and then there was another one where New Mexico Bowl, where New Mexico was playing in it. Well, <laughs> you're not going to make any money on that side. So, oh, exactly. you know. It's, it's, and taking it's that just, to, the, to the next level, there's actually, it's kind of a weird deal. I didn't even realize this, but it's not really sports related, but there's a ton of Mormons that actually live in Las Vegas. So I think a lot of those people were just, uh, you know, taking the 15-minute commute into the stadium there. Um, True. So, yeah, I totally agree with that. And, uh, yeah, it's just hard to, like I said, it's hard to measure the mindset. One thing I will tell you, Chris, that has helped for me to enjoy the bowl game is to uh, be a part of a pool. And uh, that's the way you're picking teams, and so every single game has something riding on it. Um, true. Yeah, and I mean, it makes it, uh, it makes it much more interesting. If I, was a, if I was a true betting man, I think I would enjoy that aspect of it, too. Yeah, and I interesting think that's another reason, too, why really there's so many to... uh, of these bowl games. You know, again, there is a, a little bit of a um, kind of a shady relationship, I would say, between the NCAA and Las Vegas and, and all the betting and stuff that goes on at these games. And, uh, you know, you have to think that, you know, just the, the sheer amount of games means the more, the more money being wagered and, uh, you know, the more money that, that Vegas makes. And, and it's kind of a, it's, it's a little bit of a, a weird match. But, um, yeah, that's, uh, I think that's another part of it, too. So Yeah, yeah. I think, now, I think we'll you're right on that. The uh, the national championship final four, whatever you want to call it. Um, but there's some other good bowl games out there. I kind of wanted to see which one which ones that you're looking forward to the most. Uh, the ones that I kind of came to mind for me were uh, you got Oregon playing against TCU. Then you got uh, the Rose Bowl, which is going to be Stanford against Iowa. The Fiesta Bowl, uh, which is Ohio State and Notre Dame. And then uh, I put this one in for James because I know he kind of likes the small schools. But uh, you got Houston uh, against Florida State. Which uh, which of those games piques your interest, Chris? Well, of, of, of the bowl games coming up, I kind of like the military bowl, uh, Pittsburgh versus Navy, because I, I, I'd never seen Navy until I watched the game not this past week, weekend before, and they did really well. Really well. So, and Pittsburgh, I know, yep. usually has a pretty good team. So, I'm kind of interested in that one. Um, I think North right. Carolina and Bay- Baylor, the Russell Athletic Bowl, will be pretty good. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, you know, it's crazy though. Is Baylor? They're going to be missing. You know, they they lost their Seth Russell, their uh, starting quarterback from the beginning of the season. Who's mm-hmm. uh, you know, he was just having. I mean, he was putting up some mind-numbing numbers. 
they lost him, you know, early in the season, and then they uh, their backup uh, Jared Stidham. Uh, he played admirably in his absence, and he had a couple of good games. And then uh, he got knocked out, and uh, and they were down to their third string quarterback, who uh, who uh, actually got knocked out against Texas. Uh, in that game, they ended up down to their fourth string. But yeah, Baylor's going to be. I think Chris Johnson is going to be back in the lineup, their third stringer, but uh, they're going to be very depleted. Uh, they also are missing uh, Corey Coleman, their uh, All-American wide receiver, and uh, somebody else. Oh, they're, they're running back. Um, can't remember his name. Um, I want to say it's like Slash or something, some kind of crazy name. But um, So, yeah, they're the best uh, quarter, you know, of course, they're starting quarterback, wide receiver, and running back are all going to be out. So, Wow, I don't know. Okay. I think that's going to be a great game, though, too. I mean, it's just, you know kind of similar, similar styles. You know, you got the kind of the up-tempo offenses, and um, it'd be interesting. It'll, well, we, well, you know what, Mark? I got to cut you right there. We're going to have to take a break, and we'll be right back. Sounds good. Okay. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Surfing is taking the world by storm. It's not just the sport itself, but the culture that surrounds it. From music to fashion, art and competition, Surf Talk Show is the place that will showcase it all. Your hosts are JJ and the Doctor, two surfing enthusiasts who have lived and traveled the lifestyle and culture. They'll bring you the knowledge and the entertainment that will keep you riding the wave. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. on the West Coast, 2 p.m. on the East Coast on Voice America Sports. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America Interactive Radio Player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. 
James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Hey guys, uh, this is Mark Slaffin here and Loving That Sports Talk. I'm with uh, Chris Marwitz and uh, we were just kind of packing some college football and uh, we're going to continue on that path here. Uh, I do understand that we might have a caller on the line. Raymond, are you there? I am here. So you guys are, uh, you guys are talking college sports right now? Yes. Uh, we're, we're talking whatever, man. You know, just... Uh, okay. That's true. Okay. Well, I just kind of, uh, I kind of wanted to chime in or kind of get your thoughts on the whole Odell Beckham situation. Um, and if you guys thought that maybe if it was Adamica Sue or someone like that who had maybe a reputation like Greg Hardy, if the suspension would have been more extensive than it was with Odell Beckham just because he's one of the premier players in the league. So, so Ray, Raymond, what you're, what you're referring to is the Carolina uh, Giants game on Sunday, where uh, um, um, Odell Beckham and the Carolina cornerback um, were yeah, kind Josh of going Norman, at each other, yeah. and they kept, you know, kept, 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 kept on, kept on. They both ha- ended up having a lot of personal penalties. I believe Beckham had three. Um, the the Carolina guy had two. Um, and and the, what 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 did Beckham in? He did that helmet to helmet hit on him, and because of it, Beckham now has the the one game suspension, and the other guy just has some fines. So he does anyway. And I, I I thought that my personal opinion, and and with the league spending millions of dollars to study concussions, the movie coming out with Will Smith, and you keep hearing the NFL talking about how it's trying to protect its players. We have a concussion protocol, and then you have. Odell Peckham clearly, you know, hitting someone purposely in the head with his helmet, um, and to only be given a one-game suspension, to me, is a little hypocritical. Yeah, Raymond, I totally agree with you, man. I, I thought that was the probably the most egregious, dirtiest, uh, ridiculous play that I've I've ever witnessed uh, watching the watching the NFL. I mean, Dominican Sue's got a got a couple on his list, but uh, just. Uh, the sheer force, him, you know, just um, pummeling into uh, Josh Norman and catching him underneath the helmet. You know, and, and, and Raymond, you know, the, the one thing that I was thinking of is what if Josh Norman just would have, like, passed out and had a concussion right there and just got yeah. knocked out cold? Um, exactly. I mean, what kind of suspension would you be looking at then? Because, uh, I mean, I think most mortal human beings probably would have uh, been contested <laughs> at that point to take that kind of blow when you're yeah. not expecting it to come. You're just, you know, doing something entirely else and uh, to have somebody come in and catch you underneath the, the helmet the way he did. I'm amazed that he didn't have a concussion or get knocked out. Um, but yeah, what if he, uh, in that instance, if he just ended up knocked out, just, you know, lights out, on the ground, then what would have happened, you know? I mean, I... And I didn't didn't even think about that, where, you know, because, like you said, nothing really happened to me, kind of just shook it off, then play just goes on, and and you continue doing what you're doing. And like I said, for me, it just, for the NFL, it's very hypocritical. You You don't have some set 
standard or rules. I mean, I think it applies from player to player, situation to situation, if he's hurt, if he's not hurt. And I think that that's why people are, you know, constantly complaining about the officiating and everything else that's going on because it just seems like, depending on who does it, um, the consequences and repercussions are a lot different from player to player, game to game, referee to referee. You know, you get the whole Tom Brady situation. I mean, it just, you don't know whom is going to come down heavy on and, and whom they're just going to pretty much skate. No, yeah, totally my, agree, my point on the whole thing was was how did the refs and the co- the coaches let it get as far as, as it they did, you know, and, and, and should the refs have stepped in and, and kicked them out of the game long before that helmet to helmet hit because obviously they were they were clashing with each other for quite a while in that game. No, absolutely. That's the thing. That's the thing. You, you know, when I played defensive back in, in, in college, I mean, you. You, you you get into some arguments, you get into some pushing and shoving and, and whatnot, um, and, and, and you, you know, the referees, pretty much all they can do, and I guess they could have thrown them out the game, but I guess they don't see everything. Um, but what does it say the next time something like that happens? Um, as a referee, are you going to then kick a player out and, and, and have the league come down on you? Um, is it... Is, is someone else that's not Odell Beckham Jr. going to be suspended for multiple games? And then what does that say about how you punished him? I just don't know what type of precedent yeah. you set when you, 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 everything is just, to me, like I said, arbitrary, and, and you just do it case by case instead of having some set standard of rules that apply to everyone across the board. Yeah. Absolutely. That, 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 that's a and, very good and Raymond, point, I Raymond. I think a lot of this speaks to you know, the Roger Goodell and his uh, just uh, willy-nilly kind of uh, stance on a lot of different issues. And, and like you said, now, there's just absolutely no consistency. You know, the whole, you know, obviously the whole Ray Rice incident, uh, um, you know, all this stuff with Ndamukong Sue And, and uh, yeah, there, there's no, like you said, there's, there's just no set standard for what each infraction is going to entail what the punishment's going to be. And, uh, you know, I, I think he's lost the, the trust of, uh, of the owners and as the Players Association. And it's just it's kind of chaotic, really. And um, I, I just, again, that particular incident, I mean, I, I like I said, I've never seen anything quite like that where, you know, just somebody goes projectile up on another guy's grill who's not looking. <laughs> and it was, it was just so clear that, yeah. Beckham was looking for that. You know, I think, you know, at the beginning of the game, he had that uh, touchdown pass that he, that he dropped, something he usually, he usually doesn't do. And I think he just, he just obviously lost his composure in, in a major way. And uh, he was just kind of acting like a, a child out there, really. It was, it was pretty embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. It was. It really All was. Right, Raymond. I, you know, the other kind of point I wanted to make on that whole situation with Fidel with Beckham is, how much money do you think that guy lost uh, in, in that one game, just with well, endorsements? Said. And um, well, I mean, he—I've yeah. <laughs> seen him. Um, I mean, he's been in a lot of commercials and a lot of different yeah. things. And uh-huh. I mean, his jersey sales are right up there. And I mean, he's like a—you know—just so highly regarded in New York and really all across the country. I mean, after he made that one crazy catch. Oh yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Yep. He just he got so popular, and now I mean I just don't see I, I don't he's 
I think his his path is turning into more of kind of like a T.O. or a, a Chad Johnson, you know, somebody that just annoys the hell out of you rather than, you know, somebody kind of a golden child who who is uh, endorsable, you know? Yep. And, and I, I think that, you know, the NFL could help some of these younger players and they can help some of the younger players coming into the league. If you have a set standard, Odell Beckham is punished. He has to apologize for what he's done. The players coming into the league, the kids in high school, all these kids across the country who adore players like this, like the T.O.s, like the um, Ocho Cinco's, and all those other people who have washed out the league, can't get a job um, back in the league even though they still have talent, if you could set the precedent for these kids coming up across the country that, hey, you do something like this, there's punishment, there's circumstances, there's repercussions, and it's not tolerated, I think that that reverberates not a, not just across the league but across the country, across all sports, where if they can do it to an Odell Beckham, they obviously can do it to you, and I think the league is much better off for it. But you want to sell your brand, you want to sell your merchandise, and you want to use these players up, not that they're not getting their money, but you want to use these players up, and then when you have no use for them, they're gone. They love Ocho Cinco. They love the persona and, and it's selling tickets and all these other things, but as soon as that's over with, you're done, and we don't ever hear from you again. And I think that the NFL right. has somewhat of a responsibility to to send out these messages, but they don't want to do it. I mean, we talk about Ray Rice and domestic violence, and we see all these commercials with Chris Carter crying and saying, never again, but then Dallas, the Dallas Cowboys have Greg Hardy on their team. And because he's right. talented, then we oh, can yeah. do it again. It, we don't say never again. We say, well, as long as you have talent, We'll continue to do it. And like I said, to me, just the hypocrisy that exists in the sport and that what we continue to accept and allow until we do it again or until we do it in such an egregious way, um, if Ray Rice would have never gotten caught on tape and they wouldn't have released that tape, he'd still be playing somewhere in the league today. Absolutely. I mean, that's just, yeah, that's just the facts. And so... We, we, I agree. Like you, you, you mentioned earlier, that there's no consistency to it, and so it, it's going to continue to be that way as long as they continue to operate by, I guess, just their bottom line and the dollars. Yeah. Yeah. So Wait, Raymond, we appreciate you calling in. We're going to have to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about more sports. We'll be Thank right you. back. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh-huh. Thanks, Raymond. Thank you. Uh huh. Bye bye. <laughs> Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. 
Host J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, loving That Sports Talk. This is Mark Slauson here. Chris Marwitz and I have been kind of talking uh, a little bit of college football, a little bit of NFL, and uh, I understand that uh, James Loving is with us. James, you there, buddy? Yes, I am, Mark. Good deal, man. And we also, it sounds like we have another caller that uh, had a question. Dan, are you there? I am. Can you hear me? Cool. Well, go ahead, Dan. What do uh, what you want to talk about? Uh, just a uh, quick question. Uh, who do you see in the NFC and AFC in the in the Super Bowl this year? You know, um, Dan, that's that's a that's a tough one. I, I I think right now you have to love the way that uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers and uh, Seattle Seahawks are playing. Man, I I, I just kind of feel like this might be. One of those years, I know the you know the NFC, the Carolina Panthers have uh, you know they've had an unbelievable start. Obviously, fourteen and zero, they played out of their gourds. Love that team, but the way Seattle's been playing the last five weeks, um, I mean Russell Wilson. I think he's his last five games, he's got nineteen touchdowns, no interceptions. And you look at Doug Baldwin, he's uh, he's got. 10 TDs in the last four games. I mean, they're just uh, they're playing at another level. They played at that Super Bowl level that they were at, uh, you know, the last few years. And uh, I, I have a feeling that they're going to 
find a way to to beat Carolina and, and to get into the game. And then uh, on the AFC side of the ball, um, I love Pittsburgh. Uh, Antonio Brown is just uh, unstoppable. Roethlisberger back there. I mean, they tore up a, a very good Bronco defense. And, um, you know, they've got the pedigree, too. You know, they've been there before. They've won several championships. And um, I think they're, the, they're going to be the team to uh, to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. I can't argue any of those points. I think just I, I agree with both those uh, picks. So uh, we're on the same page. I just wanted to get your feedback on that. Thank you. Awesome, man. Thanks for the call. Thanks, Dan. All right. So, James, okay, you, we'll, 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 go ahead. Okay. No, I was just going to ask James, who do you think, uh, who are you looking at, James, as the, as the uh, Super Bowl pairing this year? Well, I'm going to give you my Super Bowl pick, and then I have a question for you, Mark, that's kind of disturbing to me, but I'd like to get your feedback, and, you know, if Chris jump in, but um, I kind of like what you said with Pittsburgh because Pittsburgh just, you know, just man, just turn their season around, you know, and people didn't believe it. Oops. Go ahead, James. Well, okay. But um yeah, um I see Pittsburgh, but I still see uh, Carolina. I just see they're just too too good. I mean they playing clicking on offense and defense and Seattle, you know, they're running back hurt and I think, you know, that's gonna hurt them in the long run down the stretch but and I see Cam Newton. I'm just, I'm, it's just unbelievable year. So I see yeah. that. But if you want to go get your call, Mark, and then go ahead, and then uh, we'll come back up with my questions. Go ahead. Cool. Yeah, I understand. There's a caller on the line. I, I'm sorry, I didn't catch the name of the caller. Uh, if you, uh, Lori. Okay, Lori. Uh, you got a question for us? Yes, I do. And to a slightly different subject, um, James. I just wondered if you think, in your opinion, going forward, the Broncos uh, ought to stick with Brock Osweiler, or they should go back to Peyton once he's better? Well, I think we argued on this show before. Um, you shouldn't lose your starting spot off injuries. And plus, you know, um, Peyton's a, um, he's a veteran player. You know, he know how to win in a you know different situation. And Osweiler, he's young. You don't know how to get rid of the ball. So I will go back to Peyton just because who he is and the team is struggling now. So that's what I think. What do you guys think? You know, I think, um, <clears throat> I think it's kind of a toss-up. I really, I'd want to make sure, obviously, that, that Peyton was 100, 110% healthy because uh, we, we saw kind of when he wasn't healthy, the, the quarterback that he was towards the end there when he uh, – I mean, he was just throwing lobbing balls, man, and had no no fastball, nothing on his on his ball. And I, I really like Osweiler a lot, and I don't really necessarily think that he's been the problem uh, the last couple of games for the Broncos. He's played very well. I mean, particularly in the first half, you know, he, they've gotten out the hot start. Now they've had some some problems in the red zone, um, and that's that's on him. But gosh, against. Uh, Oakland, I mean, he had so many drops. Uh, they really were in a position to win the game, and, and you know, he had put them in that position. And he just, um, he didn't get any help from his receivers, and Marius Thomas particularly. Um, 
And, uh, and again, against Pittsburgh, you know, same kind of thing. They just came out, you know, red hot, let them down, and, and uh, you know, they scored 27 first-half points, and then, you know, they just got stymied at that point. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I think a, a fully healthy Peyton Manning uh, kind of back to last year's form would be awesome, and you got to go with that. Um, but I, I don't, uh, I don't discount Osweiler either. I think it's 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 pretty close. I really I really do think that. But I, I'm kind of agree with James on that. Just the the veteran leadership being there before. Um, I think you got to go with a with a healthy Peyton Manning. So, Lori, thanks for the question on that. We appreciate it very much. And hey, uh, let's see here. Thanks, James, thanks um, for your response. You were response. talking about Carolina and and uh, Seattle. And I kind of agree with you on that. I mean, you know, the thing, like last game, I don't know if you were you able to see any of the Carolina Giants game this weekend or check highlights anywhere. Yes. James? Yes, I did. Did you watch that game? Yeah, that's what I was kind of having questions for you. Um, it was disturbing to see how players can play like that and not get no consequence. What do the kids do? To see, you know, these grown men playing like that, and then you, and when they do it on the field, we earn them. But I mean, if you seen um, Odell Beckham and um, can't think of the other guy name. Help me Josh out, Josh Norman. Josh Norman, yeah. Yeah, I mean, come on now, enough is enough. You got kids watching you, you know, and that was very disturbing to see that. And we have to let that go on. So I don't know what you guys think of that. Yeah, you know, we, we touched on it uh, quite a bit before you called in, James. And, um, yeah, it was disturbing. I, I, I thought it was probably one of the, like, again, you know, one of the cheapest plays that I've ever seen. Um, <clears throat> and just the, um, it was just a brutal hit and um, totally uncalled for. I was, I was going to ask you, James, I mean, did you ever in, in your career, I mean, you had, you know, it, it's kind of a unique situation to, the DB versus the the wide receiver. Of course, you're a wide receiver. <coughs> Did you ever have an instance like that where you just had uh, just crazy animosity uh, with the with the DB that you were lining up against? I mean, lining up against them. You know, you got everybody talking smack. You know, because they're trying to take you out of your game. You know, I remember one team. Um, we played, I can't remember the guy's name. He was a veteran guy, but, you know, when you're on the ground, you throw a punch in your stomach, you know what I'm saying? But, I mean, right. it wasn't to the point where you knew the person was trying to take you out of your game, so they, you know, talking smack, but it wasn't to that point. I mean, that was almost like, you know, a brawl, you know, and it was, it was ugly, you know. And it I was. see, you know, I watched Dion and Jerry Rice, talk smack, and they, you know, it was just words, you know, and, you know, you might give a push here and there, but that was really trying to hurt a player, you know? Absolutely. Well, and we, we talked about this, James, I mean, with the, you know, the NFL and, you know, the whole concussion movie coming out this week, there's uh, all eyes are kind of on the whole, you know, concussion issue, and, I mean, by all means that that hit should have resulted in a concussion to, to Josh Norman. And we were just talking about like what if what if he got knocked out, knocked out cold? You know, what kind of suspension would you be looking at there, you know? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they could have really hurt him, broke his jaw or something, you know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it was it was a dirty play. I, I, again, I, I, you know, Odell Beckham, he's, he's really, he's had some brush-ups in the past, you know, he's kind of, He's kind of a feisty guy, but golly, taking it to that level, you know, where you're intentionally trying to, to hurt somebody, um, I think that's uh, really going to cause his career, uh, you know, just the way he's viewed by the general public and his, you know, endorsement and everything else, I think that's really going to do some damage and, and cost him a lot of money in the long run. So, um, I, did you see that, that deal where they... Uh, apparently, I guess Josh Norman before the game came out, him and some other like practice team player, they came out with baseball bats. Did you see that? No, I heard no. about it. You, you yeah, they, they've got them on no, video. No, I, I, I didn't see that at all. Oh, really? Yeah, they have a video. They show a guy wielding a bat and, um, you know, Barking at the at the Giants, presumably at Odell Beckham, and his kind of line of defense for his behavior and the way that he acted uh, was that you know he was scared uh, because of the you know they had threatened him with a bat and he just you know basically lost his lost his composure, lost his mind um, because of that. So just a very weird set of circumstances. It was a weird game. Um, James, like you said, I mean, Carolina, you got to love them. I mean, they were up, they were up handily, 35-7. I think they kind of uh, hit the brakes at that point and, and, you know, thought they had the game in the bag. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, you know, obviously the, the Giants roared back. They had a couple of kind of fluky plays that got them in, into the game, and then they, they tied it up. And I just, you know, you saw kind of Cam on the sideline. Uh, once the game was tied up, and you, know, you just see how self-assured he was, and and how he was just ready to to go win the game, and and sure enough, you know, he he took the team down, and on a nice drive, and and they, uh, you know, they kicked that winning field goal there at the end. Um, it was a great game. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a good game, but I I do as I said earlier, I think that the refs. Let it get out of hand, as well as the coaches. They 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 play a part in as well for not getting their players because it, it was plain as day that what was going on and all the flags were being flown and you know it should never have gotten as far as it did, never. But you Absolutely. know, <clears throat> yeah. And Chris, you know, I think um, you know Raymond, one of our earlier callers, uh, touched on this that you know it's just a double standard. I mean, if that was right. uh, you know some scrub. Uh, you know, special teams player doing that and, and causing all he'd these... Have been, yeah, he'd have been ejected, yeah. He would have been ejected and he would have certainly, Coughlin would have taken him out of the game. Um, <clears throat> I think Coughlin, you know, he's got this uh, reputation as being kind of a, you know, a, a disciplinarian and, and uh, you know, just kind of a hard-driving kind of guy and... I thought it was pretty weak that he uh, he kept him in the game. Yeah, but, right. uh, Well, you know, so what? we're going to need to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about some football. We'll be right back. Your 
internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back to Loving That Sports Talk. This is Mark Blossom here, and I've got... uh... Chris Marwitz with me. We're doing a little turning of the tables. Chris is normally the host of the show, and I'm usually the guest, but uh, we're kind of flipping it around this week and uh, having a good time. We're talking a lot of football. Uh, Chris, I want to ask you, you know, um, the Cincinnati Bengals, you know, they had uh, such a great start to the season. I think they started maybe, what, 10 and 10 and 1, 10 and 2, something like that, and then... Uh, yeah. Andy Dalton went down with his uh, thumb injury, and it doesn't look like he's going to be back, uh, at least for the first round of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they got A.J. McCarron in there, former Alabama quarterback who won a national title for them. And he's kind of a brash young guy. He, uh, you know, he was interviewed, and he was, he was kind of comparing himself I guess you could probably say directly to uh, to Tom Brady. He mentioned his name. Um, so yeah, they're in a position where they, they kind of got to got to ride a rookie quarterback into the playoffs. Now they got a, a huge game this week against Denver. Uh, they're fighting for you know to try to get that playoff by. Uh, what do you think? Uh, what do you think of their chances moving forward with McCarron at the helm? Well, McCarron's actually he 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 did pretty good considering you know it was almost his first first NFL game. Um, I, yeah, it, it it was it was heartbreaking what happened to Andy because he was he was on my fantasy football team at the time, oh. and I think I only had like one point three points or something like that for him from that before the injury happened, and I'm like, oh no. Like, anyway, um, but uh, yeah, so AJ McCarron, I, I, I think he did he did all right this past week. You know, he's he's not Andy Dalton because Andy Dalton he knows the schemes, he knows the plays. 
you know, and, right. and that's something that they have to learn, you know. Okay, but um, I, I don't know. I, I, as far as beating Denver this weekend, it depends on Denver's defense. If Denver lays down like a dog this past weekend, then, then of course, Cincinnati's going to walk all over them. But if Denver's defense does like they should do, then I think they're, they're going to win, and then that's going to make Cincinnati force them to win the last game in order to, 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 to lock it up. So, right, I don't absolutely. know. Right, absolutely. Yeah, and we've got know. a caller waiting on the line here, but I, I want to say one last thing in regards to the, the whole Cincinnati thing. I mean, I I kind of feel like, you know, Andy Dalton has got, I mean, he's played well, but it's kind of like we've seen this movie before. You know, Dalton uh, leads their team to a great regular season. You know, they end up, you know, a top three seed or something in the playoffs. And then, uh, and then things just go incredibly wrong, you know, in their first playoff game. I honestly, I think that there, there, there may be just a little, yeah, and I don't know how good McCarron is, but uh, just to kind of change up the, the room a little bit, rearrange the furniture, throw that guy in there and see what, see what he can do. You know, I think that would be kind of an interesting, uh, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Um, but mm-hmm. he does have a lot of moxie. He's a, you know, he seems like he's uh He's obviously very confident, um, but uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that that plays out. So uh, it sounds like we have another caller on, John. Uh, John, you there? Yeah, Sean. Oh, Sean, oh, Sean. I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead, man. What do you want to talk about? Uh, is this the ben- the James Levin talk show? Yes. Yes, it is. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I was just had a um, a curious question. You know, they have all the. Um, all the stuff going on with the kids from um, the Giants acting the way he did and things like that, you know, this past uh, weekend. Yep. So um, I'm thinking a lot of this stuff goes back to um, role models and how especially some of the um, young African-American kids grow up without father figures in their home life and things like that. You know, so I'm just curious of uh, what you guys think about the NFL having um, over 70% of the players are African American, but only got fifteen percent of African American head coaches. Hmm, that's a good yeah, question. That is a good question, and there is definitely a, a. I mean, I know I know it's a little bit off topic, but I'm kind of an old yeah. school guy. I'm just looking at the history and the root of things. You know what I mean? As far as respecting your elders, respecting peers, and having that father figure of someone of your own color. You know what I mean? That you can relate to in a little bit deeper matter. You know what I mean? Nothing against. A white coach, you know what I'm saying? But I think there's some difference there when you have a head coach there as a leader, there's someone that you're used to growing up and seeing and things of that nature as far as your respect level of the way you behave in the African-American community. Yeah, Sean, that's a great point, and I, I totally agree with you, and I think that there is uh, absolutely something to be said about that. You know, unfortunately, um, you know, you hear so many stories about some of these Young players that uh, that don't have you know a great home life and they've got a lot of a lot of things going on that are um, very difficult to 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 work through and to deal with and and they don't have that kind of uh, like you said you know an African American role model that they can uh, rely on for for information and just kind of getting through and getting through tough right, times. Right. And, um, <laughs> yeah, look at that stats. I mean, I, I mean, know. it's only fifteen percent of head coaches in the NFL. You know, fifteen percent. I just think that's a big discrepancy of number. 
And of it's, course, it's it all goes back disparity. to money. It's, you know? it's, it's a huge disparity, so. but it's a business. And, and my, my thinking on the whole thing is, you know, Sean, let me ask you this. Did, did you play college ball, and did you ever play further I did. than that? And, and were your coaches happened to be white or black? Uh, my head coach, I've, I've never played for an African-American head coach. Okay, so but let, let me ask you this. You know, you, you knew he was the coach. You knew that he was in charge. Would, would, would you have disrespected him as a player? Uh, no, I would have not. No, I would have not disrespected the and, player. And, 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 That's and what I'm saying. I'm, a, because you, I'm, a, you, I'm you, an old you, school you, guy. Right, you know? but you, you know the rules, and, and, and that's where exactly. I, I think the problem is, is most of these kids, they should know what the rules are. Even if they get to the pros, they, they know what the rules are. And, and these coaches, whether they're black or white or Hispanic, whatever, you know, they, they need to set the tone for the, for, the, for the team and say, you know what, this foolishness will not happen. You know, it's not going to happen. Exactly. I don't I care totally agree with who you. you are, what you are. And, you know, and, and as, long, as long as the coach is strong enough to do that, then that, that, that should solve a lot of the issues. Sure, but I, I don't. I don't. And just exactly what you said, but I don't think they have enough coaches that have that respect to lay down the law like that. You know what I mean? And the coaches then, they're then they're, old, they're in a big too. Do it. Yeah. Then then then, I'm sorry? then then hit them in the hit them in the pocketbook. The almighty dollars what's, is what's what's going to get them. You know they're going to lose oh, yeah, money. And, yeah. and you know and 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 so if, if nothing's going to work, then then make that work for them. Exactly. But oh. back to the business piece of it, I still think that number should be increased. What do you think about that, ma'am? I mean, you talk, you I, talk you about know, I, I agree level. with you. I, I totally agree with you. You know, I mean, you again, get 70% it, of your never... employees, you know what I mean, African-American, but at the top, it's only 15%. To me, just a big, that's my personal, you know. And what I'm right. trying to do, is I'm actually a school teacher. So what mm-hmm. I want to do is just try to encourage more African-American kids to look at, don't just want to be a player, you know what I mean? Start right. focusing. Maybe further. you can be the owner of a team. You know right. what I mean? Well, but there's, there's a, lot of play, a lot of former players out there that, that you know, they, they, they finish playing, whether it's college or, 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 or pro, and, and do they want to go into, the, into becoming a coach? And there's quite a few of them that don't. And it's unfortunate because, uh, you know, the, these players can learn from them. You know, they, sure, they, they can sure. move forward I guess my question would be that. That's a great point. So why do you think they don't want to do that? Can you give me some advice on that? Hmm. I, there, there, there could either be they're burnt out, or they, they, they don't want to deal with the business side of it. You know, or they, the they opportunity have, there a, is the opportunity there, or is the opportunity encouraging enough for you to go there, or is there so many barriers there to where you say, you know what, it's not worth it? Could that is that a possibility? Mark, what do you Here's think about that. that? I think that a lot of what you're talking about is just uh, kind of like you said, you're an old school Thank guy, you. and um, a lot of these patterns have, have kind of played out over time, you know, where it, it's like the, 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 the white players are expected to go on to, do, to be coaches, and it's, it's a slow-changing, it's way too slow-changing type of uh, system. And uh, I, I, I want to say I admire you for, for being a teacher and, and trying to give your guys a, a, a fresh perspective on that and to look, look past, uh, you know, just uh, being an athlete and, and, and that's that's amazing, and and we really appreciate you calling in, man. Thank you so much. And uh, it's well, time to wrap her up. Uh, we appreciate everybody listening to loving that sports talk. It was a great uh, great show, and uh, had some great conversations on here. And uh, we will see you guys back next week. All right, Mark. I still look forward to hearing from you, and hopefully, we'll have more guests and more people calling in next week. Yeah, that was fun. All right, have a All great right, week. Chris, take care. Bye, Joseph. Thank you. 
That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.